This is 100.7 KPXI, and it's time for Out to Pastor, a weekly show that takes a look back at recent events in Henderson and Russ County and looks ahead at some of the upcoming events around the area. It's Out to Pastor. Now, here's Jimmy Holmes and Matt Golson. Well, good morning, everyone. Matt, we're back in the studio. It's Out to Pastor. And it has flown by. It's like we were just here last week with our good friend, Dave Powell. Super Dave Powell. Our good neighbor. You know, there's so many, so many adjectives and descriptors for Dave Powell. He's a good neighbor. He's Super Dave Powell. He's good neighbor, Super Dave Powell. It's just... Super Dave. <laughs> you remember those Super yes, Dave? Yes, I do. <laughs> he, he is Super Dave. And I'm telling you, if, if you missed it, folks, you need to look at the pep rally video we played for the ball club last week. We swung around town with the camera and captured everybody, you know, screaming go lines, encouraging the kids. And I'm telling you, Super Dave, in the middle of that thing, he gave us all he had. He did. He gave us all he had. Yeah. His, his crew was not holding anything back. Yeah, and and I noticed our uh, Texas Bank downtown branch. They oh, they were all in it. Now, is it true over at Texas Bank that that now every time we close a loan, Haley's going to give us a high kick? Yes, that is true. That's new bank policy. That's new bank policy. I think I think we, yeah. Paul's approved that. I'm glad to hear that's official policy. Add some excitement to it. So it's a yeah, it's excitement. <laughs> I can't believe. I was very impressed with Haley's kick, and I got some high kicks all around the square downtown that. I, I was impressed. We had a lot of energy brought to this project. <laughs> I was impressed. It was a lot of fun. But Super Dave, now, you know, when he left us, he was in good shape. And, and yeah, we, he, he was in good shape. We kind of have this policy on the show, of course, that we try to leave our guests a little better than we found them. Yes. You know. Yeah. Uh, and when Dave left here, he, he looked fine, sounded good. I didn't notice anything, did you? I, I didn't, no. Well, apparently this week he'd become a little under the weather. No. In fact, Dave sent me a note, and he the way he said it was, he said, Matt got me sick. No, I would not do that. Because I know you've been a little little stuffy. It's only been four weeks. It's not a big thing. But I think what he was trying to say was, and what I said to him was, we get that from a lot of our listeners. Your show made me sick. So he's basically saying the show made him sick. Or I'm sick of your show. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All those things kind of go together. But apparently that frayed not joke that he told, I think, is at the root of this deal. I think that's what caused it. Because, I mean, the frayed not joke, yeah. I, you know, you think about it, it's frayed not. He probably is a bit frazzled. <laughs> <laughs> Probably coming unwound. It's coming unwound. Maybe undone. I don't know. I think that's it. We shouldn't string him out like that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he was. He's a little over. I think our show made him sick. I hope he's listening this week. I hope he catches this week. Super Dave, I hope you're feeling better soon. We need you out there on the front lines, battling for freedom. Now, here's another event. Now, this is this is kind of in that rest of the story category. You know, I reported on the show a couple weeks ago, and we were doing our post-game report on that big Kilgore victory, you know, and the Lions drove the field in a minute and change and scored the, scored the winning touchdown with nine seconds on the clock. One of the biggest events in local sports history. Right. Kind of a big deal. But some people didn't see it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I had, as Lisa says, threw her under the bus. I see it as just reporting the facts. It's kind it's, of that's job. what we do. That's our job. Yeah. That she did not see that because she left. 
So your secretary, yes, left the football game, yes, early, yes, and missed the event of a lifetime of a lifetime. Just but saying. we're throwing her under the bus. We're just reporting we, facts. We thought we had thrown her under the bus last week. <laughs> but now we're about to back the bus back up and try again. What I intend now, I went to the send-off uptown Friday last week. Bumped into to Donovan and uh, Michelle from Edward Jones. And we were all visiting about the, the big pep rally video and how much fun we all had. And I mentioned to Michelle that Lisa was a little put out with us for blowing her cover. For leaving the game early, and she was just trying to beat traffic. And Michelle, Matt, right? Michelle, yeah, well, Michelle says to me, "Well, you know why she left early? Yeah, it's to beat traffic. I understand. I said, of course I yeah, know. It's yeah. it's that woman traffic thing. Yeah, yeah. She said she didn't want to get stuck in traffic. And Michelle shakes her head. I mean, she goes, "No, no, that's not it." I said, "What was it, Matt?" Michelle Aiken says to me, "Wiener Schnitzel." <laughs> <laughs> she I left said, the game early to go to Wiener Schnitzel. Now, I took this information back to the shop and said, the Wiener Schnitzel? And now I'll say that Lisa, who, by the way, is my right hand. I cannot do without her. And she is the best secretary in town. Just get that on the record. Said... Well, have you ever been? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess there's a point there. So, Maybe so. It's awful good. It's <laughs> <Son of a laughs> hard to beat that. That is. Well, well I, maybe if she was listening to the game on the radio station here while she was going to Wienerstenshaw. I bet she was. I, I bet she, surely that's what that happened. Yeah. So she was with us in spirit, if not in person. So it was kind of a win-win for her. Win-win. Win, what are you going to do? Winner, winner. Chicken wiener dinner. dinner. Wiener dinner. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do, Matt. We're going to take our first break a little bit early this week. Because the second part of the show is... It, it's the whole show. It's, yeah. It's huge. We're this gonna, is an exclusive. It's an ex- out-to-pastor exclusive. The first of probably three that are coming up this way, uh, this week and next. We're going to bring you an exclusive out-to-pasture interview with head coach Phil Castles. We're going to recap the whole season, talk about the highs and the lows, and at the end, Matt, we're going to talk about the big picture. We're going to talk about what this is really all about. And I have a question for him. You've got a big question for him. So we're going to, we're, that's going to take a lot of time. So we're going to take yeah. a break now. We'll come right back with segment two of Out to Pasture with our exclusive interview with head coach Phil Castles of the Henderson Lions right after these messages from our sponsors KPXI 100.7 FM. What's the difference between Stronghurt Pharmacy and the rest? It's the difference between doing business with a trusted friend or someone just doing a job. Tommy Strong and Cliff Hurt believe there's more to running a business than just making a sale. Stronghurt Pharmacy is a good neighbor pharmacy, so they go the extra mile to make sure their customers are well taken care of. Things like free delivery in the city limits or taking after hours emergency calls to getting to know their customers by name. You can't beat Stronghurt Pharmacy. 111 East Main Street, downtown Henderson. You'd better stop, yeah. Dogging me around. Cause if you don't stop, I'm gonna put you down. <laughs> 
That's Jackie Wilson, Matt, reaching back in the archives. Stop dogging me around. <laughs> Where are these archives? That's what I want to know. <laughs> well, join us on the phone now. Coach Phil Castle. Matt, this is an out-to-pasture exclusive interview with Coach Phil Castles of the Henderson Lions. The Henderson Lions. Coach. Coach, yes, you there with us? I'm here. Coach, thanks for being on the show. We're glad to have you. Yes, sir. Now, we're coming off of the end of the season, Coach. And as we say, all good things come to an end. But how are you feeling so far? No, it's only been a week. You okay? Oh, I'm... It's a it's a transition, you know. It's a transition each year, and uh, it's always tough. There's not many teams that get to end on a positive note, and uh, it's, it's always a, a tough thing. And you know, I know that uh, some folks, you know, it's hard to understand sometimes. You know, we had a lot of kids after the game, even even uh, you know some people that uh, that are fairly close to the program and close to me. You know, they said, you know, why are those kids crying and and carrying on after the game and you know it's just it's just a game and that kind of thing and they've lost games before but it's a way of life for those kiddos you know that's <laughs> it's right a way of life for us and coaches and you invest a, a lot of time in in this program and these kids have invested a ton through summers and you know four boot camps and and uh working hard in August and in several August and and uh, all the weights that go into after school every day and before school and it's just a huge investment and and those kiddos uh, have been around each other for four years around their coaches for four years and spent more time together than they have apart in those you know more waking hours together with their coaches and with their teammates than they have apart and so all of a sudden that comes to an abrupt end for a senior and uh and it's a huge transition it's a it's a loss if you will and it's definitely a a change of lifestyle for those kids and it, it happens all of a sudden but and, you, uh, do you know coach one of the things i appreciate i saw you do this year i think it was after either it was either after navasota or the sealy game i remember you told our kids you, you sort of pointed over to the other team in their huddle when they were going through that experience and you you told our kids you said you know that it hurts over there it, uh, and that's but that's because you've got so much invested in it, and because it has been so important to you, it's supposed to hurt like that. It is, and that's that's you're exactly right. It's it's a it's a time to to mourn a little bit because you're you're losing some some relationships that have become so dear to you, and uh, you know you don't lose them, but they change. And those those relationships, I still got kids. You know, Ebner came by this morning, and you know we've got kids that will come in during all during the year and, and come by the office and and hug their coaches and and watch a little bit of practice so you still got those relationships but those relationships have already have, have changed so much just just in the course of a week uh you know with the with the kids that, that we're in contact with uh because they're going to another phase they're going to the next step of their lives and and it's a it's a necessary part but it doesn't make it any less painful to to lose the the type of relationship that we have such a close day-to-day relationship well, I'll tell you what, let me be the first to say congratulations, though. Man, what what an incredible season. Um, and for a lot of us, just completely unexpected. Really, really has been. And uh, what a blessing with these kiddos, man. I, I'm telling you, they're such a special group. And, and uh, you know, we, we knew we lost so many good kids and good athletes and good leaders. And, uh, you know, but, but these seniors, when they had the opportunity to become the leader, 
we had so many good ones last year and the year before that that uh, you know some of these kids didn't have an opportunity to be the leader, and and then all of a sudden they step up and not only are they good leaders, they're the right kind of leaders, and they have faith in each other and faith in God and and willing to willing to do those to demonstrate those things and and believe in each other and and win some some ball games that people didn't think they could win and and, and what a neat testimony to to that kind of work ethic and that kind of belief. Now, now isn't it isn't it true, Coach, that for the first I don't know three, four, five games of the season. You're starting a different offensive line basically every week. Yeah, for the first five five ball games, we did not have the same offensive line in the same places for the first five ball games. And that's and that's after you graduated basically an offensive line, been together for nearly three years, right? Exactly. They had the same the <laughs> same kids. I tell you, in, in some offenses, that's not a big deal. Uh, you know, if you're just a zone right, zone left team, uh, that's people say, well, so what? But we're not. We have a lot of schemes, and we do a lot of different stuff up front, and, and it's different from the quick side to the strong side. We flip our line, and because of that, each one of those linemen by position has a different rule for each play. And so it is a huge deal to, to just move one kid, much less as many musical chairs as we played up there this year. Uh, but, you know, when we finally got them together and uh, those kids finally started clicking, all of a sudden, you know, we, we were able to move the ball and control the clock a little bit and and turned into a team that could pass it and throw it. And, and uh, well, that, that helped us down the line and into the playoffs. So you start a different line every week, but somehow we go 5-0 and in the preseason, right? <laughs> Unbelievable. And, and then, yeah. And then you're looking ahead at what I've begun to call the dog days. You had uh, Chapel Hill, Kilgore, and Carthage back to back to back. What are you thinking going into those that three game stretch? Well, the same thing you always think of out in the world. Whether you don't work this thing any worse, I'm telling you. Uh, but it it is what it is. You know, it's a, it's a, something that our kids don't know any better. You know, we've done it now. Ever since I got here, everybody was talking about the District of Doom, and so our kids just assume that that's the way it is everywhere. It's, and you just got that kind of district all over the state of Texas. Uh, but it definitely is a, a gauntlet, and, and we always have the brunt of it all back-to-back, it seems like. Gosh, I know this year I noticed that the kids over at Bullard, bless their hearts, they finished the season with that trifecta of Kilgore, Carthage, and Henderson. That's got to be fun. It did. It's Scott Callaway over there. He he. Uh, I talked to him not long ago, and he, that's what he said. He said, "I tell you, it wasn't. There was nothing good to look forward to." Over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a rough stretch over there. It is. <laughs> well, so we we go into that three game stretch though, and we got to be thinking we got to win at least one of these three. We'd like to take two, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I mean, you know, obviously the the very first one versus Chapel Hill, and I really thought that Chapel Hill. I was a better team than they played down the stretch, and and I, I really felt like our game took a little air out of them. You know, they were riding high coming into our game. I think that's right. And, and uh, I think we took a little air out of them, and they just never recovered. To be honest with you, but yeah. I think they were better athletically than than their record indicated. But we knew we had to win that one. Uh, uh, that was a big one. And uh, you know, you, you got to feel like you've got to you've got to be able to beat the the folks that aren't at the top of the list. And at top of the list coming in was Carthage and Kilgore, just because they had everybody back off right. of real good teams. And so uh, we knew we had to, to beat those other ones. And Chapel Hill was one of those, and ended up winning that game. It was a close game, but closer than we 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 wanted it to be in the second half. But then all of a sudden, like you said, you've got the two big dogs right back to back, and. Uh, 
and obviously we wanted to upset one of those guys and and uh we're, we're not able to do it played played good and played tough and played hard and i was proud of our kids but we're not able to pull off victories against those guys well it's sure like we had that kilgore game back to head our way you know when you got that ball back the last time if memory serves it was about seven minutes and 53 seconds on the clock and i turned to some folks on the sideline and i said we're going to win this game we're going to need to hold the ball for about seven minutes and 52 seconds. <laughs> yeah. And I thought you were going to do it. We were headed right down the field until Trey took that shot on his knee and then, like I say, it took the wind out of us. It really did. And, and just like you said, you know, I, I, really did I don't think there's anybody on that sideline. Those, like I said, those kids just believed so much and, and believed in each other. And I don't think there's anybody on the sideline that, that felt like we were not about to drive down this down the field and, like you said, milk that clock and and hopefully leave nothing left for those those four runners. <laughs> they can all just tote the mail and go to the house. But well, they scored quick, didn't they? They did, uh, as fast as they could run, and they can run fast. So we get through that, and now so we we stubbed our toe twice in that on those dog days, and now you're looking at a whole new set of challenges. Now you've almost got to win out, right, just to even be sure you're going to get into the playoffs from this crazy district. Really did. You had it back against the wall, and you've lost uh, – uh, two big, big ball games. Not just big because of the district, but big because of the rival games. And and uh, so it's an all, both those games are emotional losses. Not just not just losses, but they're emotional losses. And we got some kids beat up. We got some kids banged up. And, and now we're going into you know uh, the, the last half of district in almost a must-win situation. And, and uh, got to beat center. And centers at that time is, is playing really well. A lot of good athletes down there. Yeah, they've got two really exceptional uh, receivers, just like they did in the past. And they're able to throw the ball and run the ball a little bit. So yeah, he came up with a big victory against them. But you know, like I said, it, there was there's a little bit of doubt. You know, when you when you lose two big ones and you're not sure, and, and you know that that was a rough month on us. October was a rough a rough month for us. Uh, took two big losses and had an off week, and so you're not. You come into that last week of in that in that month and have a plus win against center. Well, but you you how'd, how'd your kids deal with it? I mean, you, you like I say, you you lost two two big games like that. Now they've got to bounce back and pull this off. Where the or, uh, you know the the neat thing about our kids is uh, they're a resilient bunch, and, and and I'm telling you, they don't lose faith in each other, and they don't lose faith in the Lord. And I'm telling you, they got in there and went right back to work because that's what they do. I mean. You know, they've been doing it for four years. They don't know anything else. So when they came in Monday, there was no hanging the head or anything else. They came right in and went to work and, and worked hard for four days straight. We're constantly talking to the kids about, you know, you're not winning games on Friday. You win those games on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday with preparation and hard work. And, and so they came in with great attitudes and worked hard and, and uh, came up with a big victory against center. And then you finished on out with Bullard and Palestine, and now we're we're right where you wanted to be. Maybe a little different seed going into the playoffs, but you're you're headed for the playoffs, right? That's right. You're in the dance, so to speak. So that's always a good thing. Now, if I'd stopped you right there at that point, coach, and said to you this time last year, you're gonna you're gonna go into the playoffs eight and two. Hmm. You, first of all, you're gonna graduate your whole offensive line, a whole bunch of, of leaders and seniors. Oh yeah, two, di- one re- two one division one. On the offense coming back. Only one returning starter on our offense was coming back. One offensive starter. How many defensive starters? We had four defensive starters coming back. I'm gonna give you five starters coming back, coach, and I'm gonna need you to go eight and two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, We'd have had a deal. 
percentages would be against us on that. You're right. Eight yeah. and two at the end of the regular season. Yeah. And moving into the playoffs end. with momentum. Yeah, right. And and got some kids getting back healthy, which is which was really nice. You know, we had some kids returning that, that had been banged up all year. So yeah, it it really you're right. But you know, as things go, it didn't get any easier. Now you, you've got Navasota looking at you in the first round, right? Which turned out to be an awfully darn good football team. Really were the the best passer we faced all year was was a, was a Navasota quarterback and and three of the best receivers we've seen all year. Well, that kid did a good job that night. He's, yeah, he's still in the pocket. And yeah. knocked him down. And, you know, a lot of quarterbacks don't do as well once they've gotten hit a couple of times. And I know Librand came in there and hit him once, and DeBrayan got him once. And, and that guy stood right in that pocket and delivered the ball again and again. He he he, uh, he had a great game against us. Now that, now that this season is over, Coach, I can ask you to reveal a little bit of a secret here, something that's puzzled me ever since we've started following the program. And that is, how in the world can DeBraylon Garrett play nose guard? <laughs> What's going on? I don't know. We give him some real heavy shoulder pads. <laughs> I tell you, he. I tell you what he is. He's a. He's a. You know this, but but what a what a great kid as far as sacrificing his body and just playing low to the ground and coming off the ball against double teams and triple teams. Big double teams. Yeah, I'm. I'm telling you, against good people. <laughs> Uh, but he's just—I'm telling you—he's so sacrificial as far as giving to his teammates and 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 doing what you ask him to do. He, he, there's games when he didn't make hardly any tackles, but he did exactly what he was supposed to do. And our kids rallied around him both uh, as a spiritual leader and as a as a as an athletic leader. And and he's done a good job of being both those things this year. Yeah, that's that's a fantastic story to watch that develop. <laughs> it really is. Now tell me this though. All right, so we, we get through that one, and now a little further down the road, we're looking. At, we're back against Kilgore. Mm-hmm. That's right. When this Two thing, later. you know, I'm standing in the end zone. When Kilgore punched that thing through with a minute and change on the clock, mm-hmm. what are you thinking? Gosh, I, well, I was, I was upset because I felt like they had, they had done that stuff. Uh, you know, there was two huge calls that got them down the field. Uh, interference call and, and another one and and then they they threw the tackle screen uh, and I in my opinion they threw it forward obviously my opinion doesn't matter and so I felt like the whole thing was was not the legitimate score so I was not happy about that so <laughs> it was hard for me to be depressed or anything else I was more mad than anything I think but because our kids had played so well against them and and uh, limited that. I'm telling you, their their offense was was something else. With four kids that, that can run like they can run, and and running the triple option and and the and the split zone and the power and all the stuff they run, uh, you know, they run they run five different types of options. And uh, but our kids have played so hard and limited those guys, and, and then we gave up that one late in the game. But uh, our kids never doubted. You know, the kids came off the field, and uh, Trey Hall meets them out there, which is pretty neat. But anyway, our our defense is coming off the field after giving up those points, and uh, we're we're behind. And and uh, so Trey said, and and DeBrayan's coming off there, and he said this ain't over, guys. And Lybrand hugs Traylon and says, you know, I'm not I'm not ready to be finished with this year. And and Traylon said, all we need is a field goal. Yeah. And that's coming from a kid who, <laughs> you know, he's a great leader for us, and he's a humble leader. He doesn't have to be, but he is. And. Uh, 
and you know we hadn't we hadn't gotten the first down the whole second half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and they said, "Hey, all we need is a field goal." And they looked at me, and I said, "Yeah, you're right. That's all we need is a field goal." And you know, to so, to me, coach, when, what changed it uh, changed the whole complexion was your first play from scrimmage on that last drive. When no Blanton breaks the makes the move and gets up the field, now all of a sudden you're sitting on what about the forty yard line? Oh yeah, you know that that throw and catch, and we've worked that stuff a million times. And two minute offense, you know, we work it every week. And uh, he's supposed to step out of bounds there, and what he does is he steps back inside and then goes for about thirty. Which you know, at first we're saying, "Gosh, Almighty, get out of bounds!" And then we're saying, "Oh, that's pretty good." No, no, pretty, no. Yes, yes, yes. That's a that's a pretty good momentum changer. And uh, all of a sudden, Kilgore was on their heels, and it was a different it was a different ball game for old Kilgore. They were they were kind of back on their heels. And my goodness, they're almost in field goal range already. Yeah. All right. Then the last play of the game. Now Trey Hall's back to pass. That's not in the playbook. What happened there? Well, well, I tell you this. First off, <laughs> well. to, get, to, to get there, uh, I don't want to leave this out. Old Traylon uh, Blanton catches that ball on fourth down. Now, it's a free play because they've jumped off sides, but we needed eight. And that kid goes airborne and jumps on top of that defender yep. so that he can go over him and get the first down. Yes, he that, does. That was huge. And you're talking about a kid. People don't know this, but, but that kid has been through a lot and, uh, in a lot of different ways, but physically, he's got a broke finger. He's got a separated shoulder. He's got an ankle that hadn't stopped swelling since since two a days, and he's got some rib issues as well, uh, some bruised ribs and some other things. And that kid, you'd never know it. No kid plays out of his mind every game. What a special kid! Comes to practice every day, happy and and uh, smiling and. Uh, there's a lot of us got a lot more to smile about than he does, but he chooses to be to be happy and he chooses to throw his body around like nobody I've ever seen. So, anyway, I didn't want to leave that out. That was huge. It was a huge play. You're absolutely right. And uh, so, anyway, those guys put us in deal, and you know, we said uh, we got down to the end of it. I said, hey, we're a field goal range. We go ahead and set this thing up, take it right now. If we don't like the hold, you know, we can eat it and, and kick another one, or we can take a shot. And uh, so we're talking on the headsets, and, and uh, I said, I told Coach Combs, let's go ahead and take a shot. So I'm yelling at Trey, hey, be smart, because if you remember the in the first half, we went down there in field goal range and threw an interception. Right. Of course, one in there, well, we, we shouldn't have done that. And, and so I'm yelling at him, be smart, throw this thing away. If it ain't there, throw it away. And so, uh, so he drops back, and it ain't there. And I'm yelling, throw it away. And that dude, that dude decides, I don't think so. I think I'm going to run it. And, uh, and I said, what is he doing? And Coach Combs gets on the headset and says, hey, he scored. what he's doing. He's scoring. <laughs> and, and sure enough, he broke to his left. And somebody had a really good block. And, and he got in the end zone. And I said, my goodness, what a special night. Now, Unbelievable. Coach, I have seen us lose some close games. Since uh, since you've been here and maybe a little before, but I don't think I ever remember us winning a game like that. Mm, unbelievable, really was. First thing those kids did was get down and on their knee and pray afterwards, and and I was right there with them. Man, that's awesome! What an awesome finish! It was unbelievable. Mm. Well, tell me this, coach, before we go. There's two things. One is Matt's got a. a, a Proposition he wants to pose to you. Yeah, uh, you, you've got a lot of coaches on your staff. Uh, I know a lot of those guys; they're great guys. But but there's one area that I've noticed that you're lacking that that you don't have any 
assistance in, and I, and I just want to help volunteer. I just want to do my part to help right. you. Um, if you can get a recliner and get a Dr. Pepper and put it on the sidelines for me, I can be that armchair quarterback slash coach that you need because after the play is over, I can tell you what should have been done. I guarantee. And you. I, a lot of, I tell you, I need, if I did that, I had to pull out armchairs. <laughs> too, I think. Well, I didn't know if you had anyone that ever did that. I, I haven't heard anybody. So you're right. I don't have. I don't have that official position. <laughs> Officially, I've probably got several stickers, but I don't have that Wait. official position. Uh, you know, coach, we're putting in several hundred of those seat backs at the new stadium. Maybe we can. <laughs> Each, uh, Ooh, we'll have an armchair quarterback in each of those for you next year. I'm sure. I'm sure there will be. Yeah, well, I'd donate a little extra money for that. That'd be great. Right. So, sure. Just helping the team, helping the coach. That's all it is, you know. I, I do appreciate it. Well, Coach, from a one-loss standpoint, it was a fantastic season. Like I say, to a lot of us, completely unexpected. And, gosh, it was so much fun. But tell me this, because I know this is on your heart. It's important to you. It's important to us as a district. This is about more than winning and losing games. We're trying to build better men. So tell me what the kids learn and what they take away from the season. Well, it's you know that's huge, and 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 you're right. That's exactly why you do this job. I mean, there's not uh, if you're not if you're not doing it for those reasons, and you get burnt out. And this uh, the hours and and uh, you know all the stuff that comes with football. If you're not if you're not building kids and building the right relationships and building godly kids, and you're going to get burnt out. And, and all we're doing is planting seeds, you know that, and and uh, hopefully those kids are learning lessons about what it means to sacrifice for others. Uh, the same thing that makes good husbands and good fathers are the same things it takes to be the right kind of teammate, and, and that means sacrificing personal things and sacrificing selfish things for others and uh, giving of yourself and, and uh, being willing to, to put in work when it's not fun to put in work and being willing to when you the spotlight is on you to give the credit to other people and uh you know that's hopefully that's what they take with them and uh hopefully they learn those those lessons and uh and if they do then if you know just a couple of them are better husbands and dads down the road and then then uh then it's all worthwhile and and uh all the time and the effort makes a difference and you know, occasionally those kiddos do come back and and uh, they say something. Most of the time, they just come back and hang out, and but they want to be here and they want to they want to still be a part. And once they put that H on their helmet, then then it it means something to them for the next generation, the next generation. And and if you do it right, then then those relationships don't go away, and they and they get they get to come back and and still still be a part of of their life. So. Well, hopefully that's that's what we hopefully that's what we get from this season. Well, I hope you're right, Coach. I, I think you are, and I just want to tell you we appreciate you everything you do up there. Yeah, we certainly do. Well, I appreciate it. it's my my privilege and very blessed to be here and, and to to be a part of these kids' lives. And I'm, I'm I'm very thankful to the administration, to the parents, and and to the town. Let's us let's us do that and, and let's us coach these kiddos. Well, Coach, thanks for everything you do. Congratulations on a great season, and we'll see you again next year. All right. Sounds great. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, Matt, there you go. That's the season in in a nutshell. Yeah. You know, I, I think he was warming up to the idea of the 
recliner. I think we will work on a little more. We can yeah, pull that off. I think so. So we'll, we'll keep working on that. But <laughs> let's go ahead and take our break, and we'll be right back more out pasture on KPXI 100.7 FM. This is Jamie Holmes. My parents taught me to play fair, and I believe that whether it's in sports or in life, everyone needs to play by the rules. That's why I've made it my business to represent East Texans against unfair insurance companies for nearly 25 years. It's our job to keep them honest, and that makes my mama proud. If you need any help with the insurance company, call Jamie at 903-657-2800. He'll help you out because his mother said so. You got no when to hold up, no when to fold up, no when to walk away, and no when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough to count when the deal's done. You got no when to hold up. When the you know who knows when to hold them and when to fold them, man. That's right. It's our other superhero on the show, Trey Segura. You know it's the gambler. The gambler, Trey Segura. <laughs> I'm not sure that's a nickname Paul would approve. Yeah, I'm not sure bank. that goes good with banking, but... The gambler. For the pickup stuff. Yeah, that's great. He's more like a gunslinger than he is a gambler. Yeah, he is a gunslinger. Trey is like fish in a barrel over there. And I'm telling you, I'm taking these these um, stats out from the paper. Now, this is interesting to me, Matt. Now, we talked to Coach Castles about how the season was unexpected. Nothing looked unexpected on the books over there for Trey and Nancy. Mm-mm. They were nailing them every week. Now, I noticed that this week in the paper, I didn't see the final tally for the season. I didn't see my usual chart on the pickles. So I had to actually put the research staff here at Out to Pastor working on this last night to go and look up all of the scores and see what last week's tally looked like. And according to my tally, we started this with neck and neck and neck. Hughes, Nancy, and Trey. Battling it out. Just just like we thought in the preseason. Nancy was a little bit of a surprise, but Trey and Hughes, we saw that coming, right? Oh, yes. Trey, Trey predicted this. He predicted it. The gambler. Gunslinger. Gunslinger. He called it. But my, my count now, in the last week of the season, Hughes went seven and nine. Mm. Seven and nine. Seven and man. nine. Mm, mm, mm. That's uh, rough. I haven't had a chance to visit with him and see what happens. That's here. sports editor Hughes now. Come on. Now, he's probably going to say he wants to give others a chance. Let, let me take that back. I need to correct myself. The week before he was seven and nine. Man. Oh, okay. Prepare yourself. I did the tally this week five and 11. Ooh. Five and eleven. It's been a hard year for him. I don't know if Hughes was just pulling for all the underdogs last week. That, that happens. That happens. He may have been just rooting for him. I yeah. had a chance to ask him. But five and eleven was a major stumble for him, especially when his competition, Nancy and bookkeeping, went fourteen and two. Mm. Matt, the only two games she missed on were a couple of pro games. I think she's the shark. I think she's the shark. Yeah. Oh, I don't know much about football. Oh, Boom. Don't make me sing. Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, the gambler goes twelve and four. And you, if you notice about the gambler, the gunslinger Trey Segura, every week he's going to pick Henderson. He is going to pick A and M, and he is not going to pick Texas. <laughs> no, he's not. So those three are a given. They're given. You got to work around that, right? And he's still, you know, some weeks, <laughs> you know how that goes. But well, he's still. So Trey finishes the season second on the list. Yeah. But now get this. This is what I'm talking about. This is, well, this is what it takes to out-gun the gunslinger. 
Hughes's last two weeks, he went seven and nine and five and eleven. He finished the year one sixty seven against seventy four. That's a sixty nine percent win ratio. That's 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 pretty it's pretty good. darn good. Yeah. Trey went back to back twelve and four weeks mm. to end the season. One seventy four and sixty seven. He's at seventy two percent. I'll take that. But this is what it takes to outsling the gunslinger. Nancy went from hot to hotter. She went from thirteen and three last week to fourteen and two this week. She ended the season one hundred and eighty against sixty one. Matt, that's a seventy five percent win ratio. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But for that kind of a performance, our man Trey Segura would have been the would have been the winner. Well, you know, really, Trey started doing better when Pork Chop came on the scene. <laughs> Pork Chop. So it's going to be interesting and, if this happens next year. Well, and not to mention that Trey was distracted by the two weeks we had him in studio conducting the band for the fight song. Wow, that Pork took Chop. some time away. He has to do a lot of research on this stuff. And that took him away from his game, and probably we share some of the blame for those two losses. We probably shared a lot of blame for a lot of things, <laughs> but that's besides the point. But we didn't make him sick. No. As far as we know. No. Not yet. All right, well, i tell you what, that's going to about run us out of time this week, Matt, because we had our big interview with Coach Castles. But as we say in the business, there's more to come. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, more yeah. to come. Mm-hmm. Next week will be our end of season, sort of our midwinter finale. We'll kind of close out the season, but there'll probably uh, be a climax, leave you hanging a cliffhanger. Cliffhanger of some kind. You know, yeah. Leave them wanting more. That's the key. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. There's one thing we got down on this show. Yeah, well, they want more after the show. <laughs> there's got to be more somewhere. Please let there be There's got to be more. more. It's got to get better. So we'll take our midwinter break. We'll have our big Christmas episode next week, our Christmas Spectacular. Now, we mentioned these three exclusives. We've already revealed the one, the Coach Castles interview. Next week, Matt, we're going to try to bring back, if the budget allows it. And, you know, with the Dave Powell expenditure, I don't know yeah, what we can promise. It's Christmas time. We'll see what we can do. Talk with Hedrick over with the bell ringers. Maybe we can round up a little cash. We're going to try to bring in Santa Claus. Yeah, you, I bet we can get him. It's a busy time of year for Santa. I mean, he's a jolly old fella. <laughs> jolly old fella. <laughs> you know, wouldn't he like this show? <laughs> You know, we had, we had him on the pep rally video cheering Go Lions. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to try to get him in studio next week for another Out to Pasture exclusive interview. And then, just to finish it off, we're going to have a world premiere event here in the studio. Never been done before. As far as I know and yeah. as far as the research staff can tell, which means we've asked Mark and he said no. It's never been done before. We're going to premiere Ellen Holmes, hopefully with Savannah Golson. Together again after graduation for a world premiere of feature twirling on the radio. On the radio. On the radio. Never been done before. Do we get to do play by play? <laughs> yes. There will be some play by play. I'll be interested. <laughs> I asked Ellen if she wanted to be on the show. I asked her first if she wanted to listen to the show, and I got a, a non committal answer to that one. So I said, Well, you want to be on the show? Uh, what would I do? I said, Well, you could twirl. Yeah. So, hey, we'll tee it up. Well, you know what I have Sunday at church? What do you got? We have our Christmas play. Oh. Oh, it's not the normal one. Oh, but no. No, it's called Star Trip. It's an out to pastor. It could include Yoda and some other stuff. <laughs> you have to come at 10 o'clock to find out. 10 o'clock. Be there. There will be a surprise. Oh, there will be a surprise. I love a good surprise. 
All right, folks, we're out of time. We'll see you next week for the Christmas spectacular mid-season finale of Out to Pasture on KPXI 100.7 FM.